Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Welcome everyone, Three Count Thursday. It is Thursday night, February the 4th, 2021. We're the podcast of the millennium and I think I think we're good now. Uh, Scotty says watching us on mute for 13 minutes was better than the wedding angle uh, on AEW last night. You're probably not wrong. He's not lying. Uh, threecountthursday.com, all of our social media, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We stream daily at Leap Sports. L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Shane McMahon. Let's just get it all out of the fucking way. <laughs> the best in the world. Shane McMahon. There we go. Yeah. Not the tool man across all categories. <laughs> yep. Um, so if you, I, I don't know at what point you did or didn't hear us on the first attempt of a broadcast, but this Monday on our merchandise page over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. We will be launching the brand new. I'm a sausage guy. Line of merchandise, t-shirts, yep. sweatshirts, women's shirts. Kids shirts, baby onesies, the whole line. Babies uh, can't even eat pizza. I mean, at a certain age they can, right? I don't I don't know. They're I They're not I, wearing onesies. I don't have kids. But there my, it is. That's that's my what my daughter eats pizza and still wears onesies. There you go. I was I don't have kids then. I don't know how any of this works, apparently. <laughs> so there there it is. There's what the what topping does your baby like on her pizza? Plain cheese. Unbelievable. 
Well, apparently she would have gotten the well. No, she wouldn't have gotten the the answer right for for Ryan uh, on the uh, on, Charlie. Get that crap out of our comments. Um, yeah, Tim definitely not having it tonight. So yeah, let's let's start with Tim. Tim, how you doing? <laughs> you know what, man? I'm doing good. I'm I'm fine. I'm you know sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning. Um, we're working on some stuff. Whether or not you believe me, we're working on stuff behind the scenes, but I'm good. I'm glad tomorrow's Friday uh, for Dagon Shore. I don't know if I can speak for the rest of these gentlemen, but uh, why can't the Royal Rumble be like every weekend until we get to WrestleMania? That's just that's that's where I'm at right now. I mean, if it's always as good as it was last weekend, I'd be okay with it. Ryan, how you doing? I can go now, right? Yes, yeah, you can go. Okay, okay. Tim ruined that for everybody, right? Not me this time. Yeah, no. Got it. Got it. I'm so good. Great. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. I'm ready for uh, the weekend. I already finished my diet green tea in the last recording, but I'm good. Sorry. It happens. Um, I thought you were done, Ryan. I just wanted to make sure you didn't cough, sneeze, you know, anything like that. Turn Mark. How you doing? Boy, I'm doing real good. Real good. I survived that snowstorm of the year. Oh, hi, and, Mark. Uh, hi, boys. And Ryan, you being a sausage guy, I just thought of this, but uh, aren't sausages little smokies or little smoky sausages? <laughs> we should have, that should not be surprised any of us. <laughs> I'm going to this podcast. I think I know, I think I know what next t shirt I have to make. <laughs> Get ready for in the style of the little smokies. Logo, oh, yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, our entire, like every, like all our merchandise, everything is just going to be Ryan based. Like it's, it's yeah, all pretty it. much. <laughs> I didn't even know Little Smokies had a logo. They do. Yeah, they got to have really? a logo. They got to. Yeah. Um, I've not Smokies. seen a package of Little Smokies in years. Why? Why do you usually just eat them? Eat the whole thing at once? Wait, just yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Plastic and all. Spell spell little smokies. L i l l i l right. S m o k i e. L i t apostrophe l. What smokies? Little. Shut the little. Little. Little smokies. Don't know if I love that. So it'll be in the. It'll be in the style of Hillshire, the Hillshire Farms logo. I like it. I like that idea. Um, I'm, I'll figure it out. I, I think I'm doing better than than Tim tonight. <laughs> so how how are you doing though, Big Jim? Um, besides, I pulled something in my back standing up yesterday because you would have figured it would have happened during like the two days of shoveling. Nope, I stood up out of my chair last night. Maybe we were just so out of shape. That it took that long for your body to reject shoveling and actually throw pain, Kobe. I think you're right. I think that's... I, I invested in a snowblower this year, so it took me 15 minutes to do my driveway. I didn't even break a sweat this time. Yeah, I'm just going to mute you. I love it. muted it. You can shut the... Oh, uh, you can you also... Shut the f*** uh, up! Heated hand grips. Um... I I at some point at some point I will be getting a snowblower. Um, I I will probably have to have a a job before I can do that. But weren't we uh, on the pre-show? Isn't that what you called your wife? 
No, God, no. Don't start that rumor. Don't start that rumor. Must have misheard. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The, the fake news, fake news, fake news. She barely watches wrestling. There's no way she listens to the podcast. That's true. That That is true. I know she does not listen to this show, uh, but still did not say that. But let's uh, let's hit our weekly segment. On this day. We're looking, of course, at uh, February 4th in wrestling history. I didn't even. I didn't even. Why is it? Why is my Alexa? My Alexa just started playing music. That Alexa, stop. It's a big Bad. Alter Bridge fan, Bad probably. I Bad. Didn't, I didn't even. Did I even say the name? I don't think Alexa I. Alexa Bad. I don't think I did even it said the name on this day and assume that's what it was. No. But uh, that's through my headphones. It's oh, only there. hearing the things I'm saying. It's probably the ghost downstairs. It probably is. Studio L. It probably is. What the hell? Okay. Lawrence Taylor, born today, February 4th uh, in 1959. Chris Saban. Bad place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, of course, I mean, he main event in a WrestleMania. We are a wrestling She's podcast. She's only 17. Uh, and Chris Saban in 1980. Two. Okay. I feel like we could have just gone with Chris Saban and all <laughs> really. Hey, I, I it's 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 on the site. I pulled. I I, I I look. Let's move on. On this day, nineteen ninety one, Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler uh, defeat the fabulous one, Steve Kieran and Stan Lane, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, to win the USWA Tag Team Titles. There's a, this was a rematch from the previous week in Memphis when the teams went to a draw. On this day! 1995, ECW held their double table supercard event at the ECW Arena in Philly in front of 1,000 fans. Show featured eight matches, main evented by Sabu and the Tasmaniac, defeating Public Enemy in a double tables match for the ECW World Tag Team Championship. On this day! 2001, the WWF Hardcore title goes from Raven to Kate Quick to Crash Holly at a house show in Columbia, South Carolina before going back to Raven. This began their second, 14th, and 4th respective uh, reigns. On this day! 2005, WWE taped the 611th episode of Monday Night Raw at the Super Arena in uh, Japan. 16,657 fans attended the show. Uh, which got a 3.7 rating on Spike TV. Uh, the 336th edition of Sunday Night Heat, which aired on February 13th, was taped uh, there as well. The main event of Raw saw World Heavyweight Champion Triple H pin Edge uh, with a pedigree after Batista interfered and gave Edge a spine buster uh, for Triple H to retain the title. And then finally, on this day! Uh, in 2016, Axel Rotten passed away at the age of 44 uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. Those were the things that happened on this day, February 4th in pro wrestling history. It's a, a little known fact that, uh, was I echoing there? What's going on? I didn't hear um, Briefly. Is that what it, okay. Maybe I, I just had a, I don't know, stroke. I don't know what it was. Bret Hart. Um, little known <laughs> fact that that Batista Spinebuster is actually what started all of Edge's next problems. Is that all downhill from there? Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. I did not know that. I feel like that's that's wrong. Very true. According to 
I read it. It, it was in the red words. Oh, Jesus. You know it's real then. <laughs> I think it was in Edge's book as well. Was uh, it Edge's book? Was, does it, wait, does Edge have a book? Good. Yes. Edge's book was written when he came back from injury before Batista even existed. <laughs> Maybe it was in Christian's book. That was in two. Th- I don't think Christian has a book. He should. He should. Well, what we, uh, another another little known fact is intern Mark is actually helping Christian write his book, and that is going to be in that book. I think that's. I think that's what. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what he meant. Speaking of Edge and Christian, uh, the Royal Rumble was this past Sunday. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Scotty says, "Was that on Ringside News? <laughs> uh, maybe it was. Uh, that's another quality uh, place of, of journalism." But uh, it was of course, one of the Dark Side episodes, Dark Side of the Ring. I saw it. <laughs> did you see? I fucking, I know I did. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, of course, Ryan and I um, gave our you know full long view um, re- recap of the Royal Rumble on uh, Tuesday. You can check that out in the archives. Super um, long view. It was like an hour and twenty minutes. Don't it was it. an hour and a half. So long. It, it was very long. Um, but um, you know, obviously, Matt, Tim, Mark, you guys weren't able to join us on Tuesday. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Does either of you guys is there is there a match moment? Uh, what have you? I know Tim. You you have a, a, another show that you went a little long form about. Um, you can plug that. Maybe go ahead and plug that one. Give a couple of thoughts, and then we'll go to we'll go to Matt and Mark. Uh, certainly. Um, so if you guys didn't hear, Viewers Choice, um, is another podcast that I do. Apart from these lovely gentlemen, uh, drops at the on the Monday morning of every major pay per view. Our first formal episode was. Uh, the Royal Rumble 2021, and by golly, this was a banger of bangers. Good start. Um, with, with the with with the exception of Sasha and um, with the exception of Sasha and Carmella, which was not uh, very good, um, unfortunately. Um, I think that. Uh, this pay-per-view was great. They gave us exactly what we wanted, um, or, or at least didn't give us something we didn't want. Um, it was uh, it was it, all in all, it was it was fun all the way around. Uh, Kevin Owens is a bump god. Bianca Belair is the next in line. Edge is doing the D thing. Um, even the pre-show was actually really good. Um, actually, watched the pre-show as well. Um, but if this is the start of what 2021 has to offer, then we're in for a fantastic year of WWE pay-per-views. I agree. Matt, your thoughts on the show? Yeah, I thought uh, from from start to finish, it was a good one. I, I will say, you know, it, it's tough to have a match that be good if Carmella's in it, but Sasha did her damnedest. <laughs> um, so we'll just leave that as that. <laughs> to... Alicia Fox being on the 24-7 title list. Uh, do love me some Alicia. What's your favorite match? My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Who? 
Um, the Owens Reigns match was fantastic. Um, loved every single thing about that match, uh, even including the ref just randomly stopping his count in the middle of it then to restart, all part of the quirky fun of wrestling. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with both finishes. Edge wouldn't have been my first choice, but I liked the swerve. I liked the way that one turned out. Um, really glad that we didn't see a Goldberg title win because my God, when he hit that first spear and then the jackhammer, I was like, you've got to be fucking second, second worst jackhammer of all time. That was bad. I mean, we, we said we didn't think he could get Drew McIntyre up and I mean, kudos to him. He he sure tried, but well, he made, uh, especially after making the long run in from center field, spearing a guy through the barricade. I mean, he, he put in, he put in a good, three and a half minutes of work before he tried lifting a man. So, you know, you gotta. Yeah, it was, it was something. Um, but I, I like, uh, I like the storylines. I like where we're going here uh, with both Rumble winners. Um, more on that later, obviously, but yeah, good show. I'll give it a, an A minus since I know Jim already has like seven pluses behind his grade. <laughs> I assume. What an asshole. I think we actually start off with like a S. Like it's a tier <laughs> above A. It's like super super A plus. Superior. Like, <laughs> this I, is like I have a 100 in the class and the teacher provided extra credit. So I'm going to get 25 extra points of credit. <laughs> so I ended the show at 125 of 100 points and therefore I win. Um you it's you mentioned like you guys that are Sasha in my head. best. Uh, was that on the catch too? Mm. <laughs> you do what you can. Uh huh. Yeah, which is nothing. Okay, go ahead. Nice, nice. Oof! I should have you know my grade for this show was also an A minus. Oh, look at you guys! I then, should have you. Know. Then Matt, would you like to retro? Would you like to re- reassess that? <laughs> Give me another minus. Like it's a, like a ninety point zero 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 one. <laughs> like just barely gets on that A minus cusp. Uh, intern Mark, your thoughts on uh, the 2021 Royal Rumble? Well, boys, I enjoyed it a lot. The uh, the Goldberg match I could have done without, but it was okay for Goldberg match. <laughs> and uh, Sasha and Carmella wasn't my favorite match, but it was okay. And I'm glad Kamar- Carmella was not seriously injured with that dive outside the ring. Uh <laughs> I watched the pre-show too. I, that wasn't so bad. And the women's Royal Rumble was great. I really enjoyed that. It was nice to see uh, Julian Hall come back. And the men's Royal Rumble was really good. It was great to see Christian back in the ring. I never thought we'd see that again. Mm-mm. And of course, Carlito was there. And then you had Roman Reigns and uh, Kevin Owens. Fantastic match. So overall, I'm going to give it a solid A. And I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. No, no, by all means. Uh, I lavish upset anyone. Lavish praise on WWE. You're you're not going to get stopped uh, in this house. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said on Tuesday, I, you know the, the the SmackDown Women's Championship was there. Um, you know, I, I think it when when you, when you look at it, you had the WWE Championship, you had the Universal Title. You had the Raw Women's t- Champion was part of the um, 
you know, the pre-show match with the women's tag team titles. Like, I think, you know, it, it, it just, it would not have been a great look to not have your, your SmackDown women's championship defended on the show. So, so it was there. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think the result was ever in doubt. Um, so like, what was, what was your, what was your guys fear level? Now, Matt, you already, you already said in that, in that opening match, when it was like double spear and jackhammer and he, and he makes the cover. Like I, I was, I was absolutely, I was just like, I think I actually said, cause, cause my wife was getting ready for, for bed or she was in the kitchen and I'm like, there's no fucking way they're doing this before, like before they hit the three cat or the, before Drew kicked out because I was, I was terrified that that, that, that was actually going to happen. <laughs> like, were you guys scared as well? I did. I was absolutely afraid. I thought they were going to pull the trigger. And and like for me, I, I went into it predicting Gold. Like I I just was like Goldberg's going to win. So and I, and I was still scared. I was scared that for once I was going to be right. Because <laughs> like on my scorecard, out of a two hundred and twenty-one possible points, I had seventy-three. <laughs> So like, my, I'm not my. Well, Dana thinks it's hilarious. Like Have that. You that ever broken triple digits on a scorecard. Um, I think I did the one year for like WrestleMania, but like obviously WrestleMania is like out of four hundred. Right. Like well, out of, no, I think the, yeah, the one year was like out of like five hundred. So I, I was still like you know at like a twenty percent. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Scotty says, "Poor Charlie on the pre-show with Rosenberg, JBL King, and Booker." Um, yeah, I mean JBL and King definitely. Devin gave the show an A. Scotty gives it an eighty-nine. Like he said last week, he said he would have laughed if Goldberg would have won. And see, that's why bad things happen, Scotty, because there's people that will that will laugh when WWE does does bad things. Did anyone check in on the New Age Insiders? Um, I haven't. I, I did see them tweet a few times. So I, I think they're I think they're okay. Um I think they were happy with the with the Royal Rumble match results. Um how did they how'd they feel about Moldberg? <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I didn't I didn't see any specific tweets about that, so I'm not I don't I'm, think they tweeted about that. Um well, that's the reason they watched the show and they didn't say anything. That's great. <laughs> I hate to see it. <laughs> um but obviously women's Royal Rumble match, um you know, Bianca Belair gets the win, goes almost wire to wire. Like both Rumble matches, um, you know, we we saw the winners one go wire to wire, one go number three uh, through the end. But uh, you know, I I really liked the way they the, the way they did both Rumbles. I thought the women's was was a little bit better. I I, I mean, the men's, you know, even though you, it, it's it's hard hard to or hard not to but like compare it to last year's like last year's to me was just an all-time uh men's royal rumble match so uh but but i i am so happy and i think we had all predicted it that that bianca belair is is your royal rumble winner because it's like you know for as as good as as wwe has done with the women's division and and i mean hell it carried uh, the majority of of 2020, especially once the once the crowds went away. I mean, the the women's uh, on, on on both brands were were the really the the shining stars. But like, 
I think the, I think the women's title picture, you know, needs needs kind of not I don't know if reinvigorate is the right word, but it needs a fresh face. It needs something new. It needs something fresh. And like the way they've been building up Bianca Belair to this moment is has just been fantastic. Uh, we mentioned it on viewers choice, but, um, Bianca Belair is the first black winner of the Royal rumble since the rock in 2000. Wow. And she is the second all time. Jeez. So to not, not it's, it's historical for many reasons. Um, first Solo, solo African American to win the Royal Rumble. Um, not, not again. She sets another record in the Royal Rumble this time, lasting the longest um, at like fifty three minutes and some change. Um, but also, this is the first time WWE has really like pushed a like. And this is not a, not a slight towards Sasha at all, but like Sasha is when I see Sasha, I don't immediately think black. I think that like there's a mix there, and like Bianca is unapologetic, unapologetically like in herself black, and it's I mean it's not a, a not something that's uh, to some super marketable. And WWE is leaning into it mm-hmm. and going with it. And there's something, there's some praise to be said there. Like um, they're letting her be her. Um, and when we, when we talk out of one side of our mouth with Bianca, the other side of our mouth has to go with the return of Naomi and how well she shined during the rumble, even the spots in which uh, Bianca and Sasha were, or not Sasha, Bianca and Naomi were together uh, doing the get back in the ring spot and them acknowledging, hey, us, we need to work together. Mm-hmm. And they realized it was bigger than that moment. It was for the rest. So kudos to that all the way. Yeah, definitely. It looked like uh, Naomi was really glowing more than shining, though, Tim. <laughs> I see what you did there. I be You're... thankful the sea stars weren't in the rumble. Oh no. Oh. I, I don't think we have time for, for Mark I, to go down the, the sea stars. I, we're yeah. running late. I better not. <laughs> um but uh any any anybody else, any other thoughts on, on Bianca Belair's win? To Tim's point, uh forty seven minutes for Naomi is the second longest in the rumble, so um goes one two to uh Belair and Naomi, so the only thing that would have made it better is Brie Bella. Don't make me mute you again. <laughs> uh, if you think about it, um, last year an Edge returned at the Royal Rumble, and last year was Bianca Belair's first Royal Rumble, and both of them won this year. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, way. it's it's you know kind of full circle moments for both of them in in, in very different ways, um, which is great. Yes, Ryan. Um, who who saw Billy Kay standing out more than Peyton Royce? Is that a surprise to anybody else? Um, no. If you've been watching SmackDown at all, then it it shouldn't be. Okay. 
because th- this has kind of been like the Billy Kay story of, um, you know, the last few weeks, uh, you know, w- uh, with her on SmackDown, and it, it was it was hilarious. I loved it. I absolutely loved uh, what she did and 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 the way she, um, you know, every single entrant, headshot, you know, it, she's it's, a star. It's it's definitely going to go down, in at least for 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 me. As one of the most memorable rumble stretches for a participant, it's to me, it's up there when CM Punk was like third in the rumble and was eliminating people left and right. And then was cutting promos until the next guy came down when he was a Mm. part of the new Nexus. It is right up there with that type of level of entertainment that goes a step above the rumble. Like it was, it was more than just the Royal Rumble at that point. Um, it was really a coming out show for Billy Kay. I was scared for Billy Kay uh, when Shotzi came out in her tank. I thought Billy was going to take a shot in the face with that big, uh, with that big cannon. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was it was scary. That thing it flies out of there. It does <laughs> a giant Nerf rocket. Have any of you ever been hit with like a Nerf rocket or like like a Nerf pellet? Yeah, that thing that thing's like hums. loaded. Yeah. Well, there's there's a guy there's a guy uh, at my work that has, I mean, Nerf rockets, Nerf machine guns. I mean, he's he's got like a full fleet of of, uh, of artillery that uh, I that hope he they're registered that he. I, I, I won't I won't divulge his name so he, he can't get in trouble. Um but uh I mean we we've we've had like nerf battles at work and I mean you can like his his stuff sounds like a jet engine taking off. Like he's definitely like modified him. So you'll just be sitting in a room and you'll hear like and, and then you just know to duck because then things just fire off. So yeah, I mean it's not fun. It's not fun. Um yeah, uh, looking at like the the last man standing match, um, and Scotty, we'll, I'll get to your question about Carlito. Um, obviously, when we talk about the men's rumble, um, but yeah, the, you know, as far as last man standing matches go, just this is this is probably like the best, I, at least that I can remember. These two guys absolutely killed it, um, Kevin Owens, and and it's it's something I stumbled into on Tuesday that we'll talk about after we talk about the rumble and the question of the week. But like, you know, even yeah, even the stuff with with Heyman and his fing- fat fingers trying to unlock Roman. Like, I'm not gonna let that take away from the match. Like, you know, could Owens have come in and 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 kicked Reigns to break the count or something? Sure, but like, you know, it, it was a very small blip on on what was a, a pretty damn good match. I don't think KO should be penalized for finding the the best hiding spot ever <laughs> in the game of hide and seek that was that last man standing. Like, and, and how many of us fat dudes? Yeah, we've been feel there. For, feel for Paul Heyman oh. in a suit on the ground with his little short stubby fat sausage fingers and that little little key underneath some great like. Come on, like nobody well, and then and then in the big nobody's nobody shopping at dxl <laughs> has got anything to do with uh trying to free anyone 
from any sort of handcuffs in that position. Well, and two, in in that moment, we've all been like, when when it starts to not go perfectly, there there's that degree of like panic that that sets in of like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this now, I got to do this now, and just then it makes it even worse. The only other time I can remember this on WWE television was uh, remember when Mark Henry was trying to pull the cage door off of the steel oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on SmackDown to get in there. He's like, I'm so strong. I can rip this door off. And then he is literally standing there for like 90 seconds, God which damn, doesn't door. sound like a long time. That's a long time. But when you're just standing there like, <laughs> yeah, no, like when, <laughs> like when something's supposed to happen now, 90 seconds is an eternity yes uh on any sort of like a live production a tv production yeah that that's a long time that is a long time the start of this podcast <laughs> oh my god i felt like the start of this podcast was 30 minutes yeah and it was about 3 <laughs> dead air is the worst dead space is the worst it's, it's yeah. garbage yeah it's it's, it's 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 no good uh yeah and when there's things out of our control so so i mean the only thing we had said jim i think you and i had talked about this is really the only thing that could have happened is kevin owens could have just came and placed a kick on reigns restarting the referee count um and then that would just be the reason to have to restart the count other than that the match i thought was flawless i love the way they incorporated the environment um it's on my match of the year list it's the first entry i have there i thought it uh, I thought it was fantastic. All right. Good. I'm fine. Is that a Good. sausage in your throat? Oh. It's not. <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, an air bubble. I don't know what that was. Any other any other thoughts uh for last man standing? Uh then we look at the men's Royal Rumble. Obviously we start out uh Edge and Randy Orton. Um, you know, the 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 injury gimmick to Orton, Edge goes the the full length, um, and uh and ends up at, as your winner. He goes on to WrestleMania. Now, Scotty says here, he goes, why were people so happy that Carlito is back? He does nothing for him. Well, I mean, for the same reason that there's some people that are ha- were happy that Goldberg had a title shot, and it wasn't for us. I mean, everybody likes... Uh, Carlito looks jacked, man. Sure does. Better shape than when he was last in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, by, by yeah, a long he, shot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he was even in better shape from his WWE run when we saw him in Lancaster and he's even in better shape now. So, I mean, I think I, I think I missed a decent portion of Carlito's original run. Like, I think that was like during my, my, my not watching wrestling time, but like, wasn't he originally a Caribbean cool Carlito or something like Carlito Caribbean cool. Yeah. Um, which is where like the, 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 the music, the start of his music came from, right? When, Cause he would spit in it, spit the apple. So yeah, I mean it, wait, he was the one that spit apples. I didn't remember that was him. That was him. Yeah, that was him. Huh? <laughs> you know, that, like knowledge. in the beginning of the song, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I wish we had a fun story about people getting uh, spit <laughs> yeah, on. It's too bad we don't. Uh, or, or having to, or with apple. I don't know what it was. Apple cobbler, maybe. Either way, I know that. Um, I, I, 
as soon as I saw him, I immediately thought of the joke of the millennium where, uh, you know, Carlitos switched from apples to juice. What? Boo. Oh my God. It's a steroid joke. Leave me the laugh alone. Oh, oh, got it. Sorry. You got you. you Sorry. I'm dumb. Magnon brains don't get it. No, we got it. It was I'm a bad idiot. joke. It's a great joke. No, it, that's joke. a great Carlito looks like he ate both Epico and Primo. And you mean to tell me that no. him switching to juice is a bad joke? Yeah, no, a no, that's a, that's a good well. joke, Tim. It's just that I'm an idiot. So it's not a good joke, Jim. <laughs> it is. It is. That's a funny joke. That's a funny joke. It's a fine joke. It's a fine joke. He was on Glow and he was jacked in Glow. It's not a good joke. So he's just been on juice longer. Right. Tim's just trying to get to the core of the apple jokes here, guys. Oh my god! Look, but this is this is on you, Tim. I appreciate. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't be mad because you didn't get to say Shane McMahon today. <laughs> um, it's been a month, by the way. Yeah, good. One month. Brian, you did say it on on Tuesday. I did. You did say it on Tuesday. I did. I snuck it right in. <laughs> There's no reason to talk about him. It was. No. <laughs> he produced the women's rumble match. With like seven other people. So he was part of it. Okay. <laughs> and I think it was the men's match, actually. And Jason Jordan was the other one. There was like three people, Tim. Three. If you read it, it, said, it names three people, and then it has a nice two-word phrase, and others. Then, yeah, don't put a number of seven on it because you don't know it was seven. <laughs> we're journalists here. Are we, are we? Oh, we're doing a journalism now. Eleven. It was eleven. That's what it was. All right. Um, why do you have an eleven sound clip? Yeah, really? I I had that. I was using it on uh, on Huddle Up for a few times. So it's the same board. There's no need to cross brands here, Jim. Keep that shit on Tuesday. <laughs> nah, man. There's plenty of reason. There's plenty of reason to to cross pollinate. Uh, big Jim, the Big Jim Podcasting Network. Exactly. No, no, that's totally fine. But keep your sound clips. <laughs> big, the big, big podcast. Shut the f- up. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I I'm super happy. Edge one. Um, Tim, I, I'm, I'm sure you're elated. Like we were with you last year when you were um a a, a tearful crying mess. When Edge returned, I'm sure you were similar this year when Christian returned. Christian shocked me. Like, so I'll be honest. I adrenaline dumped after Bianca won. I had never been more excited for a Royal Rumble victory in my life (laughs) than for Bianca to win. Um, But I was watching a Rumble and Christian comes out and I'm like, oh, okay, wait. It's Christian. And I saw Edge look up at Christian. And that's when I immediately lost it as as I was done for. And then Rey Mysterio had to jump off and put his entire butt in Christian's face and almost concussed the man again. And y'all need to quit laughing at the phrase adrenaline dump. No, no, that's that's not what we were laughing at. (laughs) What did I say? You said... That he that it shocked you, yeah. And Ryan gave a hand gesture. Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't say anything. Yeah, subtly just. Yeah, no. He just, <laughs> it just uh, 
I just laughed at Jim laughing. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just. Oh, nasty people! And when Tim, when when Matt gets to chuckling, that that's usually the icing on the cake for me. <laughs> that is. Y'all are disgusting individuals. Um, yeah, we are. I'm so not... wait, did, did you said the tears came for Damian Priest or for <laughs> Christian? All right, all right, we're gonna do this now. Yeah, let's do uh, this, this now. Is... Let's do this now. Okay. All right. I need the floor. Go ahead. I've hated every second of Damian Priest in my entire life. Period. End of story. Is it is it because he's better at being what Baron Corbin was supposed to be? No, because he's not Baron Corbin. Right, he's better. Thank God. No, he's not better. He's different. I know that I know that it's really easy to see two people who look alike, kinda, and think they're the same person. That's why. That's why well, Test never got a push because he looked too much like Triple H. Well, they did have the, the receding hairline like like Baron did. So, probably why he got. <laughs> yeah, Damian Priest also didn't have to wear a helmet for a lot of time. All <laughs> that hair. Um, but I, I I hate I hate Damian Priest. Hate him. Hate him. Couldn't stand anything he did in NXT. It was completely unbelievable seeing him in NXT. Him doing his little spinny kicky stuff on little four foot seven Johnny Gargano and little four foot nine Leon Ruff and whatever. But when I tell you when Damian Priest got into the Royal Rumble, he fits. It's a new day. <laughs> I'm here for Damian Priest in the WWE. He he's a he's a WWE superstar. He's yes. not an NXT wrestler. And they and they try, but he tried. He tried. He did all his stuff, and like he needed to be a big guy in NXT, and he wasn't. He was like he was tall man. But like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do my spinny stuff. But now seeing him in the Rumble and him working with all the dudes in in the Big Show. Oh man, him, him well, and Kane. Oh, oh, different oh, big show. Oh, him and Kane. Give me some more of that, right? I mean, I didn't necessarily need Kane, but at least it was more appropriate that he was in gimmick this time. Um, right. I just <laughs> so from here on out, the jury is it's not completely closed on Damian Priest, but I'm definitely more positive than negative, which means all of my hatred now. Must shift from Damian oh, Priest or Karrion Cross to someone else, <laughs> and it is going to Mister. I don't know what weight division I'm in, Karrion Cross. Right, how this guy single handedly in one show challenged the cruiserweight champion and the future NXT champion in a 15 minute time frame. Get the who are you, Karrion Cross? Like he's TikTok man, clock man. I don't want to hear it. Like Mr. he's clicking clock. He's, he's billed at two sixty five. He's mean, gonna cut anyone, weight. Is anyone a carrying cross fan anyway? I think there's a couple of people. I think I met on this show. Oh, oh who who sh- here? Who by a show of hands? Who's here for carrying cross without Scarlet? <laughs> oh, without out out. I'm out. I'm out. Scarlet. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. All right. He's just, he just he is he's the new uh, Bob Rude. He has a cool entrance. That's all it is. 
Bobby! <laughs> Did you guys see drunk Randy Orton trying to pick a fight with Karrion Cross? Yes. <laughs> Man, Randy Orton got drunk on Monday. Yeah, he and did. And it started going off. And he like <laughs> he challenged Karrion Cross. He's like, get Karrion Cross's big ass up here. I want to fight him. <laughs> yeah. um, like, you, Randy, you need to calm down. You're you're are you fragile still? Like Karrion Cross is a little hurty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would uh but yeah. Um I don't I don't understand how, how Karrion Cross is a cruiserweight. That uh, that 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 doesn't that doesn't connect with me. Everyone in wrestling is either five foot ten or nearly seven feet tall, <laughs> and everybody in wrestling is either two under two hundred and five pounds, or they're two fifteen, or they're two sixty. Yeah, uh, but um, like there's no in betweens. Any two sixty five? That's what he's built at. That's what he's built at two sixty five. Woof. Yeah, I, I, that's I get what it. Damian Priest is built at too. Exactly two sixty five. I mean, Damian Priest has like seven inches on carrying, but he's Cross. tall, right? right. right yeah, um, his carrying cross was definitely like almost eye to eye with Santos Escobar. Yeah, which like I mean, don't like Jim, I, he, he liked one of your tweets, Jim. Yeah, like I I, I think I, I said something about Santos Escobar. Escobar. Oh, nice! I like. Uh, I don't mind Escobar. Yeah, no, I I think like what what they're doing with him in the cruiserweight title. I thought the cruiserweight title match last night was really really good. Um, who did he fight? I'm trying to remember who. Um, Christ, I forget. I remembered one thing today. I'm 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 not good for a did, second who did one. He, who did he wrestle? Um, you remember today? I thought the shrimp thing was yesterday. No, no, that was definitely today. Don't try. Don't confuse me, Matt. <laughs> Come on now. Let me have this. Kurt Stallion. That's the it one. Was Stallion. That's yes. the one. Yeah. But like that's that's uh that's Riddle's boy. But yeah, like with the with the stare down, I was like, I mean, it made Escobar look great, but I'm like, yeah, Cross doesn't look that like big or intimidating in that moment. So, um, but obviously, we'll see where they go with it. Um, I feel like Karrion Cross has a lot of camera work, a lot of up angles, uh, like starting at like his knees and his waist. Uh, this whole entrance is is geared around looking up at Karrion Cross. Well, and it's like you know, it's it's oh, dramatic lighting and strobe lights, right. and they, so like, I mean, I think we've shit on him enough, but yes, it's it's. It's an up thing. Yes, is Charlie still? He stopped listening now. I think he. Yeah, I think he. he he's, like, he's the only Carrion Cross fan. I know. I think he just d- destroyed his iPhone or something. Whatever. Whatever have, he was watching. I have a question. Like, yes. Did anybody notice that Keith Lee was not in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, Mia yes. Yim tested positive for COVID. Right. Yeah. He was, he was supposed to be the winner, from what I read, until that happened. I didn't even think. So, okay, let me tell you where my brain went the last 45 seconds. <laughs> we were talking about how not big Karrion Cross was and a lot of up angles. And then it made me think of another big dude who's not really a big dude in Keith Lee. He's thick man, but he's not big man. And then he's I was a like, real big dude. where's Keith Lee? Why wasn't Keith Lee in the Royal Rumble? And then I remembered that skeezer. Mia Yim tested positive, and they're bootsing <laughs> with all love, with all love and respect. I, wow. It's comedy here. M- Mia Yim is a fantastic wrestler. She's, well, excuse me, reckoning, reckoning that skeezer <laughs> reckoning came down with COVID, wow. and she gave it to Mia Yim, 
who then might have given it to Keith Lee. Right, right. Yeah, which we, you know, he he could. I mean, he either way, he has to quarantine. So, yeah. so, um, man, that's stupid. But yeah, because I saw a lot of people like on Sunday, and I don't think a lot of people because, like, I mean, obviously the WWE is not, with the exception of Drew McIntyre, the WWE hasn't been like, you know, here's our uh, COVID positive list, here's our COVID quarantine list. Um, you know, they can make a PSA out of the WWE champion, um, ha- you know, wear your mask and, you know, all of that, but, uh, it's real, <laughs> right. Um, you know, Social be, be a, be a warrior and fight this. I know Tim loves the warrior, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, so I think she had tweeted out that, that she had tested positive and I don't think a lot of people realized it because I saw a lot of people on Sunday, you know, where was Keith Lee? Why didn't they even put Lee in the rumble? And I, I responded to a few people. And I just said, I think he has to quarantine because, you know, Mia Yim tested positive. They're like, oh, I didn't even know. So, um, you know, that unfortunately, I guess that kind of went fairly silently. Um, and, and so there was probably a lot of confused people, which, you know, in, in that, I don't know, maybe they, they should have said, you know, Keith Lee suffered an injury or they could have they could have played something up as to why he wasn't there. So that you didn't kind of leave your audience guessing, but. Um, like I said, I, I gave this one, uh, was, I, it, was Keith Lee ever announced for the rumble though? Like if he wasn't officially no. announced for the rumble, you don't have to make well, that. That's true. Yeah. I rumble. don't think you don't have to make it true, I, but yeah. like, I don't know. I honestly I don't know. know. I didn't, I didn't look at the list of people that had previously been confirmed. So I don't we know did. if he was ever we one talked, of them. We talked about it on the show Thursday before the rumble. Tim, that was a whole week ago. And when did Kofi become ineligible? Kofi's been hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt for a while. Okay, he just wasn't cleared yet. He broke his jaw. Yes. I thought. Yeah. And yeah, he's been out because like for a while, Xavier's been battling Retribution alone. This is the first time we've seen Kofi in a month, a little over a month, I think, Um, which was cool. By the way. That gear. Oh, the Brody oh. Lee gear. Good God. Awesome. On point. On yeah. Point. And like and different different versions of, of Brody Lee, Luke Harper, including Mr. Brody Lee. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember which who had who had which version on their gear, but one of them was Dark Order, Mr. Brody Lee. Um, I think it was on the back of Xavier's vest. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, so that, that was, that was cool. And they had like the backstage, uh, the backstage thing that, 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 you know, they were able to like recognize that, uh, I thought was really cool as well. But yeah. And then I think I saw Big E tweet on either Sunday night or Monday that they are, um, auctioning, they're going to be auctioning the gear off and giving it to, so like feeding Rochester or something. It was, uh, something in Rochester, which is where, where, uh, Brody Lee was from. And it was a charity that he that he loved yeah, supporting. Food bank. Food bank. So, um, yeah, that was super cool. So let's go around. Uh, we'll get to our question of the week in a second, but let's grade the show. Matt, you said A minus. I gave it an A minus on Tuesday. Ryan, do you remember what you gave it? It also was an A minus. A minus. Tim, I'm gonna go with A A minus. Okay, Mark, you said solid A. I think. Yeah, I gotta give it a solid A. I'm gonna be different. Awesome. I'm not gonna give it a minus. But uh, yeah, Tim, I mean, we brought 
we brought this up Tuesday. What could have been different that would have elevated it to an A plus show in your mind? Is it an entrance uh, that that didn't happen? Is it a match result where Carmella should have went over? Like what? What? <laughs> Carmella what should have that? went over. If Carmella is not in that match and Sasha has a, a better opponent, <laughs> that would have done it for you. I mean, I think that there's wrestlers on the roster that can get more out of Sasha than Carmella. So that probably would have made it better because that, I think, I mean, it was clearly the worst match of the night. Um, yeah. I do like the back and forth with the uh, sommelier, but that's about it. Like beyond that, I didn't really care about the storyline. I had zero doubt that Sasha was winning because right. you're not going to set up a, a title at WrestleMania with fucking Carmella. Like no offense to Carmella, but my God, she's awful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do you really feel, man? Um, Jim, you had said if Cameron came back in the Rumble, right? That, that's nope, what that, elevated. No, that's not what I said. That is certainly not what I said. I don't remember Matt, what I said, Matt but I know I, what I said. Matt and I are very similar, except we are on two different sides of the same conversation. I feel that I feel if Sasha doesn't want to work, she doesn't work. And if she doesn't want to work with Carmella, it, Sasha only has good matches with the horsewomen. Ooh. It's Becky, it's Bailey, it's Charlotte. And other than that, Bailey doesn't show up. She, I can't wait to see what she does with Bianca. I think I think she'll be fine. I think she's had good matches too with Naomi. Like I, I feel like there just has to be someone who she's cool with and she's been in a stable with. Not necessarily cool with, but like that's at least on her level. Like I, it's again, I, I, I don't want to keep shitting on Carmella, but I just I don't think it's there. Like I think that there's plenty of other people on the roster that can work enough that Sasha would at least give a shit. Because I do agree, she clearly just did not care at all about that feud. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like she had a better match against the Samoyer than she did against any <laughs> with Carmella. Like that match, I thought was decent. she did. I that that match was so, better. Yeah, I think it's just more so like she does absolutely show if she's not into something, and that's a huge flaw on Sasha. But I think that's something that like you need to address and not like even like put her in with someone that can still work. Like, I, I mean, Natty would be fine. I, I know I make my jokes, but she can still at least do enough in the ring. And is it enough? Of a game? I think Sasha gets up for that. I don't know if she does. I've seen enough of Sasha to know, like, or I've seen enough to see that, like, she just doesn't really put much energy and effort into things that aren't with people. She like, her I mean, stuff with Alexa Bliss really wasn't good, all that great. But she had a really good feud with Asuka, too. And very because that's matches. a person that's like a person on her dream match list. She right, loves so Japanese I mean, stuff. We're, we're still adding people to the list, is my point. Like there are people on this roster that you can get something out of Sasha with. Okay, well everyone else has gone the them. route that like she does four moves and that's it. What is it like? Kick Meteora bank statement. Does she do the knees in the corner anymore? Yeah, and that's number four. The frog I mean, splash. 
I mean, how many people have like a shitload of moves in their in their arsenal? Harry Cross. <laughs> John Cena had the five moves. Yeah, Cena had five. He added a sixth one, I think, around like WrestleMania. Throwing the stairs. That's yeah, what he, it was. He did, he was his six. He had a schoolboy towards the end. <laughs> so seven. He went up to seven by by the last time we saw him wrestle. That I mean, to add him that late in your career is impressive. Um but uh yeah let's let's kind of close the book uh on the on the royal rumble um but obviously related to that we have our the three count question of the week um which we're pretty sure that we're we're gonna get bianca belair facing sasha banks at wrestlemania i think that one i mean i wouldn't say it's a hundred percent written in ink but i i think i think we're pretty sure that's where we're going um but with edge i i think it's fairly open-ended right now i think i from um social media i've seen a lot of people that want to see edge versus roman reigns but i'm i'm not 100 percent sure that that's that's where we're going so um who would you like to see edge face uh at, at wrestlemania does anybody want to kick us off I think that if we're going with current belt holders, that um, Roman makes the most sense. So I understand that logic. Um, I mean, I could see them possibly having like, I don't know why they would, but like maybe Drew drops it to Randy. But at that point, that's such a tired feud that I don't want to see that one um, or else, you know, we see a Miz cash in like edge versus Miz might be kind of cool, but again, it's not, I mean, it's not bringing people in. I don't think so. It's tough. I mean, it, of all the champions, I think I would want to see him face reigns the most. Okay. Um, Ryan. Our truth. You want, you want to see him uh, fight for the twenty four seven seven eleven? He could. He could cash it in. He could. He, could. He, he, he. No. Um. I. I. I'm with man. I just. It. I don't know. It's. It's crazy how I don't know. Um. I don't see Roman Reigns as as a viable option. I don't think Roman Reigns and his like head of the table thing really meshes at all with what Edge is doing. Drew McIntyre just because they're on Raw. I didn't give any thought to Finn Balor until he showed up in NXT. And if the WWE wants that brand to succeed, that's how you get him on a WrestleMania card and you do Edge versus Finn Balor. Um, I don't think they're going to go that route. Um, But, I mean, it would obviously give another high degree of shine to to that brand on WrestleMania. We saw it last year um with Charlotte and Rhea. But uh I, I didn't I didn't give a whole lot of thought to Drew, but then as I was working on stuff um f- uh for Huddle Up and, and and even for this, I was watching some old Elimination Chambers and there was one back in twenty 11 where drew and edge i don't know if they were in a match that night or so and and there was 
was Edge the champion or something? Something. I, Tim, you probably know this better than I do. I just watched it last night. Well, there we go. Uh, it was 2011. Edge, Edge and Drew were in the elimination chamber okay. together. And I, I remember there was like a a distinct like moment in the back where they had like a face off, you know, tense moment in in a backstage segment. So you can you can draw back. Not saying that it's 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 a huge. Uh, you know, monumental moment to build a feud upon, but you can you can dig back to stuff from back then, um, because again, it's it's been nine years since since Edge has been around, so it wasn't long uh, after that 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 he that he had. Uh, well, I guess it would have been that WrestleMania was um, his last one then. So, um, I think it's going to be one of the one of the main. You know, Raw or, Raw or SmackDown, I think it's going to be WWE Championship or, or the Universal Title, and and honestly, I, I think right now, I feel like I'm going to lean to the WWE Championship because I feel like Raw needs Edge more than SmackDown needs Edge. If I if I'm just being, you know, if I'm just looking at it from from that aspect, is like I feel like Monday Night Raw could use Edge as champion more than because. SmackDown seems to be working more than Raw feels like it's working. Um, Tim or Mark, who wants to go next? I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Is that all right, Tim, or are you upset? Go for it. <laughs> so uh, I'd really like to see Edge take on uh, Bad, Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. <laughs> I suspect he'll be champion by that time. He might be. I heard he's training with Spanky. <laughs> it's gonna, he's getting better. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but for real, uh, Roman Reigns and Edge would be my pick because you can, uh, they can start to build now. You can work uh, Christian into the angle. You have Paul Heyman. I think it'd be great. Um, and probably second choice would be Finn Balor and McIntyre would be third. Not that any of them would be a bad choice, but I'd like to see Reigns. An edge. 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 Uh, Tim. I'm actually all in on the Finn Balor train. Wow. Uh, NXT absolutely could use a shot in the arm with Edge. Um, If you want NXT to be a respectable third brand, you got to treat it like a respectable third brand. And sending a WWE Hall of Fame multiple time champion to NXT, which happens to be the exact same brand his wife works for and they can travel together and spend more time together and they don't get on different schedules for their kids. Um, Edge's promo sold it. Edge said the reason he came back from injury was watching NXT and the one title he hasn't held is the NXT title. It is the exact same reason Charlotte Flair went after Rhea, even though Charlotte had been NXT champion before. Um, but I think it's going to be Edge going to WrestleMania and challenging Finn Balor. And I think this is where we get Edge on the giving back tour. Like he is going to put out some of the best matches of his entire career in NXT. Like 
Just think of just without even saying them on off the top of your head, you could think of three to five marquee matches that Edge could have with people that are still in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to like you don't even have to stretch that far. Like there's pieces right now that are you saw him in the ring with two of them. And then, right. actually, and you saw him outside with a third. Whether whether I like him or not, I I can see money in Edge versus Karrion Cross. Oh sure. Um, but yeah, Edge is at the part where he's trying to work smarter and he's trying to pass that information down to to the next generation. Just give him some time at the Capital Wrestling Center. Have him come back to a big brand right before he's about to ride off into the sunset when the career's over, when the career's actually over. Um, but I think it's Finn, unless unless Christian has a play in something. Like I don't know if Christian is formally done or not, but um, my money right now, my money's going down on Finn Balor versus edge for the nxt championship at wrestlemania i think i think we had looked it up um that the the belief anyway and and this is even kind of something that uh christian had tweeted that that he's kind of back you know for for a part-time schedule so you know i don't don't think it was i don't think it was like just for the royal rumble like i don't I, i don't think we're gonna see him wrestle uh, anything that resembles a full-time schedule by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I think we will see, I think we still will see uh, Christian, um, you know, in, in a match or two. And, and I would hope that, you know, if we get towards uh, this summer, um, whatever title, if, you know, Edge, and I, I do believe Edge wins. Like, quick go around the room, does Edge win whatever title he's fighting for at WrestleMania? I say yes, Matt. Yeah. Mark? Absolutely. Tim? No. Ooh. Ryan. Um Yes. Okay. Uh so like if you for for me, he wins, you know, goes on a, a month, maybe a two month run, and then, you know, we get closer to this summer, then you then we get a you know, an edge and Christian run back together, uh, and run at a at a tag team title. So uh that that's kinda how I um how I kind of look at it. Let's, uh, I'm not even going to run the commercial. Look, we're brought to you by arena eats, arena eats dot app, uh, head over there. At some point we're going to be back in these arenas. We're going to be back in stadiums. We're going to be back going to concerts, wrestling shows, sporting events. And, uh, there's got, there's going to be a much better way to get food and drink when we get back to these live events and that's what the arena eats app. You don't have to you don't have to struggle with the decision to go to the bathroom or go to the concession line. Which line am I going to get stuck in? Or I don't want to miss this match, you know, for for you know, for Ryan, I don't want to miss I've heard Cameron might be back this Monday on Raw, so I don't want to miss the match. I got to make sure I'm in my seat. Pull out the app, order it. It'll get delivered to your seat. So make sure you uh you download the Arena Eats app. For whenever, uh, and there, I mean, there's places now that that there's live events taking place, uh, socially distanced. So, ArenaEats.app, check them out. Download the app, of course. Go to NGSEsports.com, store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code three count, and then of course, 
whatamaneuver.net is our merchandise. And uh, we will have, of course, new merchandise dropping on Monday. We'll be sure to post uh, about that as well. Um, okay, do we want to – because I'm going to cut one of these topics for this week. We can uh, we can talk about either of them next week. But do we want to talk about the KO Mick Foley connection or do we want to talk AEW and New Japan working together? I'll leave it to you guys. I feel like they're both quick topics, quite frankly. So we're like AEW. Do we want to hit both of them? Because we, we want to make sure we have time for Know Your Bro. Yeah, I think it's quick. All right. I think if anything, Know Your Bro is the collapsible segment. Absolutely no, not. Absolutely no. not. We are getting no. to Know Your Bro this no, that's week. That's a hard no. <laughs> um, well, okay. On Tuesday's show, when we were talking about the last man standing match, I made, and it's not a direct comparison, because I think in terms of like, you know, wrestling ability in the ring, Kevin Owens is better. I think when you talk about some of the, the extreme to the extreme matches, Mick Foley is more extreme, um, at least to a degree. Like, I'm not discrediting what, what some of the things Kevin Owens did, like CZW. But I kind of made a comparison that Kevin Owens is almost like this generation's Mick Foley in a way because he will literally put his body through just about anything for the sake of a great match, a great moment, um, and, and, and to get whoever he's working with over. If he has to jump off the WrestleMania sign, if he has to jump off, you know, the, 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 the forklift, the top of the forklift down through a table, like he's going to do it. And like, that's kind of like what Mick Foley always kind of did. And they're both bigger guys. Um, and again, you know, it's it's not a direct comparison, but I feel like in 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 some sort of way. And Ryan, you, I I know I kind of caught you off guard with the comparison on Tuesday, but like, can you guys see, kind of see my thoughts on that? Like, I just, I just feel like there's there's at least you can draw somewhat of similarities there because, like, unfortunately, as good as he is. Kevin Owens kind of just seems to, if he gets a title, it's a short title run. Mick Foley had a couple of short title runs. It's just, I see some, and, and maybe that's kind of the idea in the back. It's like, he's going to get himself over title or not. But I just kind of have that feeling. Yeah, there's so many similarities. Uh, they both wrestle in t-shirts. Um, they are both not body guys. Uh, I think they both will take risks with their bodies for the entertainment of others. I feel though the business is so different then compared to now. Some of those like Japanese death matches we saw Mick Foley like really cutting his teeth in the Cactus Jack character. I don't think we can draw a similarity of Cactus Jack to Kevin Owens mm -hmm. that we would be able to as more of a mankind dude love and a, and a Kevin Owens. So I feel uh, it's hard to because the, the business has changed sure. so much so quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, anybody Anybody else? Any thoughts on it? Well, Kevin Owens has two ears yet, too, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Uh, at least I think he does. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time staring at the dude's ears, but uh, I believe he still has both. The, uh, yeah, I don't think there'll ever be uh, 
another hardcore wrestler like Cactus Jack was. It's just a different time, and I, I don't see it ever going back to that. But, um, yeah, there are a lot of similarities with, with Cactus and uh, Kevin, that's for sure. Um, wrestling style. Both of them are fans of the wrestling business. They, they've watched the tapes, the old school. The, you know, you can really tell. Uh, Matt or Tim? So I think that the biggest similarity between Kevin Owens and Mick Foley is their willingness to give of their bodies in, in points of a wrestling match that they know need it. Um, Kevin Owens, more than anyone else in the recent history of WWE, has done some of the, like the craziest stuff mm-hmm. consistently. Like, of course, Shane's always good for the crazy 9,000 foot bump off the top of the hell in a cell or Here something. Comes the money. <laughs> but, but, but Kevin jumping off forklifts, running up the vert ramp, getting thrown off the, the, uh, the Thunderdome. Multiple times, yeah. like Kevin Owens is always willing to just risk himself. Yeah, and I guess I think that's that's probably like what the connection was in my head because I think about the just the number of of pretty big spots like he took in the match on Sunday, and I'm like he he does that a lot, like you know, he and, has and, done it his entire career. Yeah. Uh, if anybody ever gets bored and wants to do some deep diving on Kevin Owens, go back and watch his net. You, you'll have to pay for it. Unfortunately, I think unless you can find other means, but his stuff in pro wrestling gorilla is nasty. Uh, his feud with super dragon is nuts. Um, the stuff he did when he was a part of a group called Mount Rushmore with the young bucks and Adam Cole insane. Um, his feud with generico, even in ring of honor. If you go, if you watch the ladder war with him and generico off the wall, crazy, insane stuff. And, and Kevin Owens is a unique breed of wrestler where he can do the brawling hardcore style and give you the wrestling classic both. And there's not many people that can do that anymore. Like um, as long as Kevin's body can keep doing it, I'm here for it. Obviously the older you get uh, wrestle people will, people have heard the phrase, bump card before right uh you have a certain number it's kind of like boxers and their punch number how many times can you get knocked out before eventually you're slurring your words and you turn into you become punch drunk and you can't do anything else right what's the what's the number on ko and i i hope we're far far away from that oh Um, definitely but also we need to be at the point in 2021 where we give people their flowers before they're dead. Like yeah. we need to respect the people that are actually doing it now 
and give it to them now because if we wait too long, either they're going to do something so horrible that we have to erase them from history or they're dead and they can't do it anymore. Right. Appreciate them in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No Kevin doubt. Kevin is a mold breaker. No doubt. Matt, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I can see it on the selling. Um, I, and, you know, I, I appreciate what Owens does for that because I think that that's kind of, um, you know, what makes his matches so memorable is just that he's willing and able to do that. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see anyone get to the level that Foley did, but, you know, Owens is certainly close. And uh, I mean, that's, I'd say that's a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a definite because you know there there are, like I said, there are glaring, not glaring, but there are definite differences between Mick Foley and and Kevin Owens. But it just, um, just something we were talking about the match on Sunday. It just it just kind of connected with me. Um, There's a uh, a clip real quick on YouTube. It's for one of the Kevin Owens, or I guess it would have Steen before he signed with the WWE. One of his shoots uh, about the Iron Man Championship when uh, he dropped the belt to Lefisto, um, and it was at Combat Zone Wrestling. And it's just Kevin Owens retelling the story of uh, of the booker at the time, kind of going over the match with him, and, and Steen was there, and Generico was there. And it's just it's really funny. Lefisto's name comes up a couple times. But, um, you know, he, he, that, that he said he was always willing to do the hardcore stuff, just not glass. So... Wow. Uh, I mean, he does have some hardcore stuff under for sure, but uh, yeah, check I mean, that out. It's it's a fun video um, and just kind of gives you a, a bit maybe of behind the scenes of what it was like in CZW at that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, then the other thing, obviously, before we get to, to Know Your Bro, um, we've seen the AEW Impact Partnership. Uh, last night, um, Kenta... Uh, came out at the end, attacked John Moxley at the end of uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, and and you know now uh, today uh, word is that you know they they've kind of put aside the the, the differences, whatever was causing the 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 rift uh, to to not work together between AEW and uh, New Japan. Those situ- the, you know that situation has been resolved. Uh, also announced today, New Japan uh, has a deal with Roku, uh, with the Roku channel to put uh, to have a weekly program on the Roku channel in uh, was the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. Um, so uh, you know, New Japan content coming. Um, you know, I mean, I've never been I've never been uh, shy that I'm not the biggest New Japan fan. I mean, we've we've gotten a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms and. As good as the wrestling is, just the way the way that their show is presented versus uh, the way uh, American sports entertainment uh, is presented, it, it's it's a very different very different thing for me. Like I can watch matches and appreciate matches, but I you know I, I struggle to watch a whole show. Um, look, I, I, I'll say a similar thing to what I said when when the Impact partnership with AEW came to be, like. The more eyes that can get on on more product and companies working together, it's not a bad thing. It is absolutely a great thing. Uh, it's a fun thing. My only fear, concern, uh, thing I'm con- going to kind of watch for is, 
you know, over the last couple of weeks since since the AEW Impact partnership, I feel like there's been a lot of focus on and on both sides, you know, on Impact's product of AEW guys when they show up there and vice versa. So when you have your feet in a lot of waters, you still want to make sure you kind of protect your own house. And the AEW has a, has a big roster in and of itself that I feel like they have a hard time featuring a lot of players besides their 37 match marathons on AEW Dark. But, um, you know, so, so I, I, and obviously it's going to be front loaded as, as a, as a deal presents itself new. And I think some of that will settle back, but, um, you know, I, I just hope that, I hope that it's not a negative thing for some of the guys on the AEW roster. That it's, you know, it's a good thing for the company, but I don't want it to be a bad thing for 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 some superstars that, um, you know, we're, we're kind of on, you know, kind of on the rise. Like Scorpio Sky, when was, I don't, I don't know if he's hurt or anything because I did go a couple weeks, but I don't think he's been seen on AEW TV uh, in a little while here. So, you know, you just got to, like I said, protect your own house, but uh, I, I like the partnership. Uh, two things. Shocked you said Kenta and not Hideo Itami. <laughs> um, that, that blew me away. <laughs> um, and I forget what the second one was already. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Moxley is the IWGP United States champion. Uh, I think to work around that, they had to figure something out. So yeah. uh, hopefully a rising tide raises all ships. That's all I can hope for. Matt, Mark, Tim, any thoughts? I mean, I, I think it's it's early. Uh, we'll see where it goes, but I, I think um, you know these partnerships. They, I, I don't see them as a bad thing ever, just because it's getting more eyes on different products. Um, I understand the concern you have of you know what it does to storylines, but we've seen that before with WWE, where you know too many stars on the roster, people get pushed aside. So you know. Good wrestlers will find a place to wrestle and we'll get to watch them. And, you know, it, it'll work itself out. Mark? You no, know, uh, I like it a lot. Uh, more eyes on the, the wrestling, like you said. Um, I'm not a huge New Japan fan. I do watch it from time to time, but uh, this will definitely uh, get my interest in that company again, that's for sure. Um, so I'm anxious to see where it goes, but on the same hand, what you said kind of concerned or uh about some of the aw almost originals you could say um see what happens to them hopefully they still get the television time and uh, the exposure but it's definitely going to be overshadowed by some of the new japan wrestlers now but we'll see what happens i, I really do like the partnership i think it'll be a positive thing tim i don't see where this can be an actual negative um Especially with AEW wanting to do another hour of television somewhere down the road, they're going to have another outlet to showcase more talent. It may not be on Dynamite, but they will have that opportunity. Um, I don't see that the partnership's going to be very uh, often, per se. Like, I don't think we're going to be inundated with New Japan stars like quite frankly, the only people on impact that have come over to AEW has been the good brothers. Um, and the only one from new Japan is Kenta at this point. I think this is more opening the door for the future. 
sure. in sending people over to Japan who have that want or desire like Kenny Omega, like uh, the Young Bucks probably, um, like John Moxley. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a way for that. Um, and also Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has wanted to mm. wrestle in New Japan forever. And now he that door is wide open. Um, with the Roku deal too, I mean, it's a big win for wrestling across the board. Roku's not the only uh, application that's getting more wrestling on it. Uh, free Pluto TV uh, just announced their pro wrestling channel. And included in that is a partnership with uh, independentwrestling.tv where some content from beyond wrestling and um, a couple other major independents um, in the, in the world or in the United States today are going to be featured on that pro wrestling channel, which is free to anyone on uh, go to Pluto.tv. You can watch it on your browser. You can go to any other application as well and uh, watch that live. Um, So I'm telling you, technology is a great thing for wrestling. Um, and, and so too is the partnership with, uh, AEW and new Japan. Yeah. And like I said, like, it's not, I'm not, I'm not automatically saying like, they're gonna, they're gonna forget about guys. It's, it's, it's just one thing that I, that I thought today, cause it's been in, in the last what month and a half that you've had two partnerships with other companies that I'm just like, I hope that it, I just hope that it doesn't have an, a negative impact on uncertain talent but but yeah um good things all around i i think i think it's a great deal and honestly right now you're unless probably you have talent that's new japan talent that's in that's in the country or like there's probably not a whole lot of international travel happening at the moment um so that that may be a thing that hinders you know a a a free-flowing market if you will uh, right now. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, great deal, uh, for both companies. And now Tim, I guess we should just turn it over to you. Shortly, shortly. You can turn it over to me. Uh, it is time once again to, uh, to know your bro. Uh, this time it's not, uh, a slug fest if you will, between uh, two best friends. Uh, No, no, no. It is, it's absolutely a slugfest between the two people who probably know each other the least (laughs) in Matt and Mark. So as I'm getting the scoreboard set up, So to recap, the the first one was with Ryan and I. I think Ryan beat me four to two. Mopped the floor with you. <laughs> uh, so I think like the challenge that we laid out was: can Matt and Mark what combined beat our beat beat this the total? Was it the combined score of both? I feel like Matt threw up this challenge himself. I did. I said that. Mark and I would get more correct answers combined than you and Jim did. And actually, that challenge was laid down on the premise that Ryan would be the one to drag the team down. So it was actually Jim. 
Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I sucked at that one. That was, was not the biggest upset of the year. It, it's, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> if anyone just saw me freak out, that was because I thought a bug crawled into my flip flop. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was weird. You know, oh, I just I just saw it on the uh, on the playback. That's uh, the worst. I was because um, I I fucked up my back again standing up yesterday. So I was did you like, break it. I, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> you brought it up twice now. Yeah, really. He raked my back. Yeah, now he didn't literally rake it. I, but I what I think it is. I, I think I I broke it. I broke my back. It was uh spinal. Spinal. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was like laying on the I was laying on the floor just like just laying on a flat surface and I was listening to music and I th- thought I felt something crawl in my ear under my headphones. Oh. And I freaked out. It was just it was just one of those moments. Um but Tim, I turn it back to you. Yeah, so know your bro is played much like the classic newlywed game where I've asked Matt and Mark the exact same 10 questions. Uh, and they are going to try to guess what their bro said about the answer. So uh, for an example, if I were to ask them, uh, what is your favorite eating establishment that has service from BJJ? BBJ. They would say night and day. Night and day diner. That's right. Absolutely beautiful night and day diner. And that, that my friends, is know your bro. The so is as good as the food. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you got that right. We will alternate between Matt and Mark in answering the questions. Whoever has the most points at the end of ten questions wins the whole game and bragging rights as to who knows each other best. Matt, we will start with you. Question number one. Who did Mark say was his least favorite wrestler of all time? I, I honestly had no clue. <laughs> this is the one that kind of threw me the most just because Mark seems to have random favorite wrestlers in general. So um, I went with what I did recall Mark at one time saying he didn't understand the point of the gimmick. So I went with the gobbledygooker. Mark, is that the correct answer? My least favorite. No, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> My uh, least favorite. Does anybody else want to take a guess? Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, close. Bastion Booger. No, that's a good one, too. That's good. Uh, my least favorite goes way back to a live event I was at when uh, Sheamus got a title shot against John Cena. I do not like Sheamus. I haven't liked him since then. Wow. I, I would know that. Yeah, wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. So, Mark, same question to you. Who is Matt's least favorite wrestler of all time? Well, I think this one's pretty easy. And just uh, for this game, I've been creeping on Matt's Instagram <laughs> just uh, the last few days, just so I, I think I know Matt pretty well. <laughs> so I'm confident in this this answer. Uh, get the, cue it up, Jim. It's uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, Matt, is the correct answer Shane McMahon? The correct answer is not. Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh. 
mainly because I don't consider Shane McMahon a wrestler. Ouch. That's the actual answer um, <laughs> is Seamus. Oh. Wow. <laughs> we both hate Seamus. Jeez. <laughs> it's tied zero zero. We're going, we're starting with Mark. Um, Mark, uh, or actually we started with, uh, we started with Mark. We're going to Matt. Matt. Well, what would you actually hold on? Who do we start? With? You started, started with Matt. Matt. You started okay, with Matt. Going to Mark. Mark, uh, what did uh, Matt say was his favorite wrestling moment of all time? Favorite wrestling moment. I'm pretty sure I know who Matt's favorite wrestler. I think we talked about this a while ago on one of the uh, the podcasts here. I'm. I'm reasonably certain his favorite wrestler, which would lead to the favorite moment, would be Eddie Guerrero. And if I remember one of the uh, podcasts we did, it was a WrestleMania 20, I think it was, with Eddie Guerrero. That was his favorite moment, if I remember correctly. Matt, is that right? Um, The moment is correct. My favorite wrestling moment is Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 20. Uh, Not my favorite wrestler. That's Shawn Michaels, Bill, but... Shawn Michaels seems to always lose at WrestleMania, so <laughs> that's my favorite. Except in WrestleMania, WrestleMania 12. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Matt, same question for you. What's Mark's favorite wrestling moment of all time? So I know enough about Mark that I think Mark's like the wrestling historian of the group. Um, and I think that his favorite moment would be one that's huge in history. So it'd have to be Andre getting body slammed by Hogan. Uh, Mark, is that correct? That is correct. I think I mentioned that a few times on the show. That's absolutely right. <laughs> All right. It's tied one to one. Mark, a little intern when I saw that happen. I was hooked ever since. Tied up one to one. Uh, question number three, back to Matt. Matt, if Mark could be stranded anywhere in the world for 24 hours, where would he choose? This was the one I felt so confident about start of the show it would be Hershey Park. Uh Mark, is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't want to leave. I'd be there for 40 God. hours if I could. Man. Uh, Mark, Absolutely. Mark, same question to you. If Matt could be stranded anywhere in the world for 24 hours, where would he choose? See this one, this goes back to some creeping and uh <laughs> Just post and stuff I see. I know Matt is a big movie fan, especially Disney movies. So I'm thinking, um, this, I don't know if it's, I'm just going to say Disney in general. I don't know if it'd be a Disney world. I don't know if you prefer Florida or California, but something Disney related. So I'll say Disney. If you had to pick between the two, Disney, Disneyland mm-hmm. or Disney World, which would you choose? I'd probably, I'll go with World. Matt, is it Disney World? It's Disney World. That's correct. Oh, shoot. Jeez, look at that. That's look pretty good. It's uh, two to two through question three. Moving on to question five. So both of us already tied Jim's total. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That is correct. Uh. Mark, what did Matt say was his spirit animal? Sasha Banks. I've been, <laughs> I've been once again, I, 
creeping, creeping on the IG. And I know uh, the only animal I could possibly think of, I know Matt's a dog lover because he's got two beautiful dogs. I don't ever remember him talking about any other kind of animal, so I'm going to just have to go with a, I'm going to say a dog, and that's a complete guess. Uh, Matt, is it a dog? That's that's correct. I don't. I'm a big animal guy in general, so I own dogs, so I like them. <laughs> Matt likes dogs now. It's exciting. <laughs> Matt, same question to you. What is Mark's spirit animal? This was one of the other ones I was dead certain on going in, just because he posted about it all the time on his Facebook when. Uh, Hershey's Zoo America got rid of the Swift Fox. So I feel like the Swift Fox could be <laughs> favorite animal. Mark, right. is that right? That is correct. <laughs> Fucking leave him alone. the Hershey's Zoo America. He always said he was my spirit animal. His name was Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> then they shipped him off to a zoo in Brandywine, Delaware. And I drove to Brandywine, Delaware one morning to see him, and he was sleeping. Oh, <laughs> do you do you write him? Apparently, you know his address. Like, do you have conjugal visits with Chuck? Not yet, but I'd like to. He no! down there. Calm down, Chase. <laughs> Let's change it right quick. Hey, before you say anything else, yeah, yeah. Next like, question. Talking next about question. how you're television. Next question. Question five. <laughs> uh, Matt, if. Uh, if Mark could, uh, where could Mark spend an entire paycheck? This one was also tough for me because all the stores that Mark talks about are uh, like no longer in existence, like Kmart, KB Toys. <laughs> so um, I will say Mark can spend his paycheck at Roots. Uh, Mark, is that correct? I'm trying to remember what I told you to. I think I did say Roots. No, you said the Tatted Toy Guys. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, I, you never get that. Very what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember what I said because I didn't know Roots would be in. Is, that that is that that new toy store in E-Town I've seen you post about? Yeah. Actually, I'll give them a quick plug because they're really nice guys. Uh, right here in beautiful Elizabethtown. They have a lot of vintage toys and a few new, but mostly vintage. Um, they're super nice guys. They're on Facebook, um, tatted toy guys. Um, seriously, check them out if you're looking for uh, any kind of 80s toys or uh, 90s toys. They've got them there. Super nice guys. They just opened a candy shop here in uh, good old Elizabethtown, too. But that's exactly what it was. I remember now that you... When you said that, I went in there last time, and I think I even told him I could spend my whole paycheck in here, so I had to leave. <laughs> Talk, you didn't get that one, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Mark, one. I threw a curveball. I'm sorry. What kind of friend Mark, are you? Where could Matt spend his entire paycheck? This one, uh, I thought about this once again because I know Matt's a big, a big fan of. Uh, Alcohol, so well, <laughs> a beer. So I think you probably blow your paycheck at a uh, an establishment with alcohol or beer sales. So uh, not necessarily a state store, but I guess a beer a beer store. That's <laughs> the beer store. Uh, Matt, is that right? I did say beer distributor. 
He did. My <laughs> he did. Store distributor. I don't drink. Yeah, I was gonna so, say you wouldn't. You wouldn't know necessarily the correct terminologies. Just so you so, know. Yeah, we know. I'm half, keeping we're, tally. We're, they're we're, halfway done. We're, we're, yeah, we're aware. And they're at seven. Yep. Yep. They beat us. Yeah. They they seven. beat us. They. Um, Mark. You have a sound clip of seven, Jim. I don't. I do not. I do not have a sound clip of seven. Uh, you can get one from the Little Rascals movie. Okay. <laughs> where they're trying to read off their bank account number. Um, What's in the box? Question six. Mark, who did, who did Matt say uh, he would want him to play him in a movie? Let's see. It's got to be uh, Dwayne Johnson. I see the resemblance. Matt? Well, thank you, but no, I did not pick <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. It was um, not Dwayne chose, Johnson. It was Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec. I can see that. Uh, I would have said Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Antonio. Uh, Mark or Matt, same question to you. Who did Mark say he would want to play him in a movie? So my guess is just solely based on my knowledge that Mark loves E.T. So I'm going to say Peter Coyote from E.T. <laughs> uh, I should have said that. That is... Incorrect. <laughs> Mark said Tom Hanks. All right. Tom okay. Hanks. I was I was actually also thinking Richard Karn because of the beard. I can absolutely <laughs> see Richard Karn. Sure. That's probably more I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. Uh, uh, question seven. Uh, Matt, what is uh, Mark's favorite TV show? Ninety Day Fiance. There's no doubt about it. Ring that bell. Mark, what is Matt's favorite TV show? And he has said it on the podcast within the last month. I know. I know Matt's talked about several television shows. Um, I'm going to say The Office. Uh, If we were playing with his wife, that would be the answer. But uh, he said Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. Wow. Uh, On to question number eight. Mark, what is Matt's favorite non-alcoholic beverage? It's, uh, I think it's, we've been to the diners. I think you're drinking uh, tea tonight, just iced tea. Matt? Uh, I'm drinking iced tea every night. <laughs> iced tea. That's right. Or lemonade. It's iced tea. Read the sign. <laughs> uh, Matt, same question to you. What is Mark's favorite non-alcoholic drink? I feel good about this one, too, because he posts pictures of it all the time on his Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to say Mark is a milkshake fan. Mark, is that the right answer? My favorite non-alcoholic, you know what? I said unsweetened iced tea because the milkshakes get a little expensive. <laughs> Looking at it now, I probably should have said milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't change it. The, 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 the answers were hermetically sealed and sent to uh, the firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. 
That was my bad, man. I, I, I got the bad. I would have went with unsweet be tea. We've been to the diner in Hosses enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you yeah, always. I, I should have known that. That's Milkshakes are legit, though. That's a really good answer. Oh, hey, we're up to fantastic answer. we're up to nine total points, five to four in favor of Mark. Going into question nine, uh, Matt, Mark's at the movies. Uh, what's his go-to snack? Oh, I know Mark is a, a Hershey's fan, and I'm still just basing this off of the ET love. I'm going with the Reese's Pieces. Mark, he got it. <laughs> I said Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I knew I knew he wasn't eating whatchamacallits at the movies, so I had to go with something that was bite-sized. Yeah, you can't get Reese's Pieces in the box at the movie theater, so I had to go with that. But I do like them a lot. Uh, Mark, same question to you. Matt's at the movies. What's his go-to snack? I think this is something else we talked about. I know Matt's a huge movie guy, and I'm pretty sure this came up. It was just... Uh, just regular popcorn, I think you would say, because that's a staple of going to the movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm savory over sweet every day. Give me popcorn. Jeez. That's right. Popcorn. It is six to five. I, I know, Matt. 11 total points going into the final question. Um, Matt, what is the first thing that Mark would buy if he won the lottery? So initially, I thought that Mark would buy Miriam's pies so he could rename it. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought, why stop there? And let's just have Mark buy roots. Mark, is he right? I yeah. I recently posted about that. I think it was last week. Unreal. That when I when they had the mega millions, it was over a billion. That the first thing I was going to do is buy roots market. So Matt's absolutely right. <laughs> Where's the ding? I already dinged. There it is. I hear the ding now. Last question for Mark. It's tied six to six. This could do it and win. Uh, Matt just hit the big lotto mucks. What's he buying first? The heck would Matt buy? Let's see. It's probably uh, an elusive pop out there that he would buy. (laughs) Is it is it elusive? Is it an elusive pop, Matt? Good guess, but I I need a car right now more than anything. So a new car. So for the folks at home that that don't know, depth account. It's it's (laughs) six to six. You know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, they both win. Know your bro. Welcome yeah, to the winner side, guys. I'll accept the tie in that sense. I think the, the overall goal was accomplished here. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the real competition was beating Ryan in my score, which you guys How long stomped. have you guys known each other for real now? Like, it's been well, what, less than five sense. years? Yeah, I think it was more. I mean, I think it was more than that. That was more than five. Probably a little after when three count started. So, so we're coming up on seven years for the show. So, okay, okay. I meant it's been six, six to maybe six to seven years. Six ish, six ish. Because we've been to wrestling events and uh, 
wedding receptions and uh, and dining rooms. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we've been. We're both at Adam and Caitlin's wedding. It's at least been three Christmases yeah. now. Yeah. So, so 2015-ish, 20, yeah. And Jim, we've known each other since middle school. Yeah, that sounds about, yeah. Right, is that 2000, <laughs> maybe? Now, 98-ish. I'll ask, I'll ask this. Of the questions I just asked them, how confident do you guys think you would be none. if you took a- off after two weeks ago? Not, I'm not. <laughs> All right, just wanted to make sure I didn't want her to be give us one of the points. new ones. Just give us yeah. one. Yeah, okay, one of the new ones. Uh, if if you guys could be stranded anywhere for 24 hours, Jim would be wanted at his house. <laughs> if no, I would not be at my house. Okay, see, I was wrong. I would. Ryan would be at the beach. Uh, that's fair. Where would you be? I would say the beach. Oh, okay. if I could be I stranded somewhere for twenty-four hours. I mean, right now, yeah, my house. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but we're, when we're when we're not in a global pandemic, I would not. I would not pick my house. A you pobo- tan really well, Jim. A global glamdemic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, well, we're shit people, and uh, I, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm literally well, the worst person of the group. Uh, I have proven uh, just two items in the uh, news and rumor roundup this week, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, it was announced this week that Major League Baseball's regular season will start on time, with opening day taking place uh, on April 1st. The, of course, the WWE Thunderdome currently resides at uh, Tropicana Field, home of Major League Baseball's Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, this will, of course, likely mean that the Thunderdome will have to move out of its current residency probably sometime in March uh, for, for Tampa Bay to uh, get back and settled in uh, for preseason and whatnot. Also, uh, during the quarterly earnings report today, uh, actually this evening, um, I think it was WWE CFO um, said that the company is not planning any ticketed shows of course, the exception being WrestleMania until the second half of 2021 at the very uh, at, at the very soonest. I would be very surprised uh, if we see anything. Uh, I, my guess is the next one after Mania will be SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think like Raws and SmackDowns will see ticketed at least until the fall. Um, so the I know, Ryan, I know you're disappointed, but the Thunderdome will remain uh, here for a while. Uh, and then my my other one, speaking to Sports Illustrated this week, John Cena said that fans should not expect him to make any sort of a return uh, at WrestleMania due to filming of the HBO Max series Peacemaker. He said, currently I'm in Vancouver shooting Peacemaker. Uh, given the quarantine regulations, if I were to leave Canada, upon return, I would have to quarantine for another two weeks. Essentially, that would shut production down. Strictly based on the letter of the law right now, there's no logistical way I can be there. We film from now until July. Uh, Cena did point out the irony that uh, in the fact that he'll miss WrestleMania due to his acting career obligations, given how openly critical he was of part-time wrestlers, namely Dwayne Johnson, during the prime uh, of of John Cena's career. Uh, He has appeared in some capacity every WrestleMania since 2003. So... No, uh, likely no Cena uh, at WrestleMania this year. You guys got anything else? Uh, I think we do see Cena this year. You can put him in a cinematic match and tape that shit in the Great White North. 
or even just like a cameo. Hey guys, it's me. That yeah, I, yeah, I could see a cameo <laughs> thing. I think maybe it was more he won't he won't be appearing live. I mean, of course, last year they did the the Firefly Funhouse match, but he's been at every WrestleMania, so he he will not be at Mania this year. Maybe uh, they can just film vignettes where he's like, oh, "I don't have an opponent, guys." <laughs> oh, man, I mean, wearing, they've never done that before. I'm wearing full length jeans at WrestleMania. Who'd have thought? <laughs> What an asshole. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Charlie says, do you think we'll get a match with Cena and Shane? Um, I mean, it would be one of the best matches. <laughs> one of the best matches of all time, right, Matt? <laughs> so good. Um, anything else? Or we're going to wrap up. Let's call it. All right. Uh, let's go around the room. Uh, Tim, got anything to plug? Of course I do, Big Jim. <laughs> Um, if you're not hearing me on, uh, actually, let me run that back. At Not The Tool Man across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. Uh, TikTok, but I don't. Uh, if you find funny TikToks and you want to send them to me, it's at Not The Tool Man. I, I watch TikToks, but that's it. Uh, if you're not hearing me on uh, the Recap Thursday, you can hear me on a couple other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network. Uh, or actually one's on the soon to be named network final wrestling place uh, where uh, we break down uh, the nouns of professional wrestling the who what where not the thinking words the persons places things and ideas of the world of wrestling assign them red points and green points either put them in the good place or the bad place last week we did the undertaker and this week we're doing Shawn michaels um but if I'm not doing that, I'm doing instant pay-per-view recaps with uh, my good buddy and podcast partner, Marcus, for Viewer's Choice. Uh, it's a podcast you can catch on the North-South Connection. I'm at VC on North-South on Twitter. Um, we broke down Royal Rumble 2021, and now we are going to break down NXT Vengeance Day. I think that's the name of it. Yes, uh, Vengeance Day. On, on Valentine's Day. Uh, it's a good, good, uh, good time, good fun, and uh, I'm gonna plug the other podcast that Jim does because he rarely ever does it. But the Big Podcast Network, I've named it. It's the Big Podcast Network. <laughs> Three Count Thursday, uh, huddle up and uh, discussions with a nobody. I'm waiting for discussions with a nobody to come back. I want more of that monologue talk. Yeah, say so, yeah. I dropped one last week. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll try. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get. A little more frequent on that one. Yeah, I dig it. So check that out. And um, thank you guys for your time. You guys could be anywhere else in the world and you decided to stick with us through thick and thin this uh, evening. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, Matt, Woman of the Week this week? Woman of the Week this week is Nevaeh Chantel um, from Monster Factory um, and other Philly Jersey-based wrestling promotions. So give her a follow. You can see her on our Instagram page at Three Count Thursday. You can follow me on Twitter it's at Three CT. The letter A Philly as in Philadelphia, the number eight. So Three CT affiliate. Um, otherwise, just make sure you're following all the women of the week that we post. Every time you like their post, that counts as a vote for them in the Women of the Year competition. End of the year, we'll announce who it was. Top three vote getters. And they gave donations to the charity of their choosing. So just make sure you're liking, following them, and following us. Uh, Insert Mark, got anything? 
Um, yeah, I got two things here. I'm going to uh, check out uh, Tim talked about it on Pluto TV. Pluto is a free app. Go in there and find that indie wrestling channel. It's great. I was watching it today. Um, this evening, they had some great women's matches on there. Um, our friend of the show, Vanity, was on there. Um, Jordan Grace, uh, Awesome Kong. Um, even the Sea Stars were on there. So uh, check that out. It's free if you like wrestling. And uh, I'll give a shout out again to the guys uh, right up here in E-Town. Padded Toy Guys. Check them out on Facebook. If you guys like many toys, they've got, uh, they got a little bit of everything there and it's changing every day. And they're some really nice guys and a great addition to the community here in Elizabethtown. Very good. Ryan, got anything? Is that it? Good. Good. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. But make sure you're following the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, like I said, our merchandise store is... Uh, of course, at watermaneuver.net. We will have new merchandise line dropping on Monday. It is the... I'm a sausage guy. Uh, shirts, ladies' shirts, unisex shirts, sweatshirts, kids' shirts, onesies. They're all going to be there. Check it out on Monday. Uh, Store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code 3COUNT for 10% off your order. Go to 3COUNTTHURSDAY.COM. Uh, and you'll hear from our sponsor, Arena Eats. And, of course, our home network is NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?